Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. Come on, would you help me welcome our East Campus right now? God bless you guys. It's going to be a great morning. Also, also, let's welcome our online campus as well. God bless you guys. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, welcome, and we're actually on week seven, if you can believe it, of our series, uh, Anti-Anxiety. How many of you know that we are anti-anxiety, okay? It is not your friend, and uh, here's the reality. Something can be done about it. Uh, Everywhere we see in Scripture, which is frequently that Jesus speaks about fear, or the psalmist speaks about fear, uh, anywhere through the Bible when it talks about anxious, fearful, afraid, those kind of things, it, it definitely and, and consistently tells us don't, don't. And so if we're told to don't, then we can don't, okay? And he, and he will help us with this. And so uh, we're anti-anxiety. Now, let me encourage you. There's so many ways that you can help yourself. Sometimes you do need to get some help. There is nothing wrong with getting some help. We've tried to make some resources and individuals available to you every week and uh, just get the help that you need. There's no, there's no embarrassment in that. You, you would do that if you had an earache. Yes. You, you'd do that if you had, you know, something else going on, some malady or whatever. And so if you're dealing with uh, anxiety beyond where you feel like you're able to help yourself, please get some help and uh, we'll be glad to direct you and help you every way that we can with that. Um, it's important that we understand that we deal with anxiety. And by anxiety, I'm talking about kind of a blanket uh, or umbrella term uh, that has to do with worry, fear, distress, anxiety, even depression. Um, so we're talking about how to uh, handle those things because, as we've talked about every week, if you don't handle it, it will what? It will handle you, and you don't want to be handled that way, okay? And uh, so let's be proactive. Let's act on God's Word. Let's do the practical things as well so that we can live in the peace that Jesus came and paid a dear price so that you and I could have some peace on earth, yeah. peace in our lives. Can I get a good amen out of that today? All right. Hey, I wanted to share you too. I meant to share this with you a little bit earlier. Um, just in the last five weeks, We've had, at the end of services, 134 people make decisions for Jesus just in the last five weeks. Plus an additional 53 online have made a decision for the Lord. Amen. So that's a, it's a beautiful thing, 187 folks. You say, well, why do you count that? Because it counts. Because <laughs> it counts. And that's uh, a pretty exciting thing. Well, from the beginning of this series, seven weeks ago now, I wanted to make sure that you had something you were able to use right away and all the time. And I gave you two keys at the beginning. The rest of the series has kind of been filling out and adding to that. But I want us to go back because if you don't know what to do, if you know these two things, 
you're, you're going to be well on your way as you're dealing with anxiety and worry and so forth. The first one would be this. Give it over to God. Come on, read that with me. Give it over to God. And the second one is this. Get in this moment. And I don't have the time today to go back over all of that, but all of that is available online and on our app. You can watch it. You can listen to it. And I encourage you to do that. Also, um, hope I'm not getting ahead of the ball, but uh, we're going to have a booklet uh, uh, with these resources that, uh, based on this series available sometime in January and uh, so that you can have hard copies, some things to, to help you with this, plus online. So that, that'll be coming up. Well, we're in a season of uh, where we hear things. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Tis the season to be jolly. It's the most wonderful time of the year. So the expected emotion is happy. The perception is everybody's happy. The reality is, for many of you, you're not. You're not. Everybody else is wrapped up in red and green, and you're feeling blue, okay? And we watch everybody else and start to feel, you know, bad about ourselves. I'm not as happy as they are. I'm and not as happy as I could be or should be. And then this season tends to magnify. There's something about holidays and the events and things that go with it. It tends to magnify some of the anxiety and worry and dysfunction. How many of you know everybody, every family's got somebody? Any of y'all the somebody? Come on, take a bow with me, okay? All right. Dysfunction, depression, all the different things that, that may be a part of our life, they seem to get magnified, you know, in a season like this. And so we want to see how to deal with this. In uh, colder and darker regions, there's something called seasonal affective disorder. What's the first letters there? S-A-D, sad. And uh, so we don't have that. You know, we don't, we're not constantly having gloomy skies and, and cold and all of that. That's why some of y'all moved here. <laughs> all right. And, um, and then beyond that, though, we have something that is referred to by other names as well, but it's, it's holiday anxiety. It's holiday depression. And uh, so let's talk about this a little bit because many people deal with it. And again, I want to encourage you to make sure that we are, in fact, dealing with it. There's several aspects of, of this holiday anxiety. Be, besides all the shopping and I got to get this done, I got to get there and I spent too much money and I'm eating way too much and, you know, all of those things that kind of come along. I saw some of you shake your head on that last one about eating, <laughs> eating too much. How many of you justify it sometimes? It's Jesus' birthday, y'all. I, I'm, I'm feasting for the Lord, okay? So write that one down. You can use that later. So why do we feel this way when all the world appears to be happy or is calling us to be happy? Why are we feeling this way during the season? First thing is loneliness, loneliness. And it kind of self-defines that you're alone in some way. And something's happened in your life. You're, you have some distance, uh, even in str estranged from family, friends, loved ones, and so forth. And so, you know, loneliness, loneliness can be uh, kind of a, a hard thing uh, there. Besides loneliness is loss, loss. You know, perhaps this, this season that is also called uh, anniversary anxiety or anniversary uh, um, depression. 
where it's kind of, okay, here's a holiday, first holiday or second holiday or 20th holiday that I've spent without this, this loved one. And the pain of that is very, very real. And uh, we'll address that a little bit as well. And then the third would be missing the past. So you have loneliness, you have loss, you have missing the past. Um, you know, you have memories, you have traditions. Some of you, uh, you're dreaming of a white Christmas because you had that as a kid or whatever. You're trying to recapture some things there. This may be a real one. This is where I'm at right now. Uh, my kids are all, all grown up. You know, and, and for me, I just loved, you know, everything about Christmas with my kids, and now they, they grow up. And one of our favorite things Alicia and I would do is we would go Christmas shopping for the kids. We'd get a babysitter, leave the kids at home for a couple hours, and we would go to Toys R Us. And not only are my kids grown, Toys R Us is gone. That's all I got today, so let's... Y'all feeling it with me here? So you have, you know, you have all of those things going on as, as well. So what do we do? Well, with loneliness, again, it's easier said than done, but you need to be around other people. Amen. Church is a great way to do that. Christmas Eve would be a great way uh, to boost that. You need to get into some settings where you can exchange smiles. You can exchange some conversation. It's also super good for you to, in a season where you're feeling something, uh, you know, a little low on the low side, that you volunteer, that you help, that you go be a part of making a difference for, for somebody else. That helps you as well. James chapter 1 even talks about, you know, when you're going through things, tribulation, trials, and so forth, it says, remember orphans and widows and their distress. And, and in the whole context of that first chapter, it talks about joy. That's how you're going to get some joy when you're not feeling as good is to is turn the focus on some other folks. Amen. Instead of just, well, I'm sad and lonely. And, and, and that's real. I'm not making fun of that at all. But do something with that. And, and as I just described, the second thing would be loss. Lost. What do we do with that loss? We're hurting because we're missing somebody. Let me encourage you, and I, I've done a whole message on this uh, about a year ago on a first Wednesday. But hear this. When, when you're going through loss, you've lost somebody that, that you love, a loved one, a, a friend, or whatever. Uh, it's important that you properly grieve. You need to go all the way through grief. What some people do is they fail to go all the way through grief, and they either hide out on the fringes of that or they try to numb or avoid that grief that does not serve you well um, you need to go all the way through it well it hurts yeah and it's it's going to hurt and some people say well will it always hurt like this and the answer is no it, it you will always hurt but you won't always hurt like you did you won't always hurt like you do we even have here available for you something called grief share it's a group that meets, and we have people that facilitate and help you to get through that. We've watched that be uh, so fruitful in the lives of many, many, many people. The other thing about losing a loved one, people somehow get in their mind that uh, I can't be happy, I can't celebrate, I shouldn't sing, I shouldn't be a part of these because, you know, my loved one's not here. You need to know that your loved one, if this is truly a loved one, they would want you happy. They would want you to sing. They would want you to have a good time. Are you hearing me? And it, is, it does not disrespect or dishonor their memory at all, 
for you to go ahead and celebrate, you know, in, in this season. Uh, you follow me on that? So we have, and then missing the past, um, you know, you need to do something for others. You need to create some new memories, some new traditions. Like I talked about, I had such fun with my kids and doing things for my kids. Well, one of the things I'm doing now is I have grandkids. And so that, that helps uh, a little bit. Uh, but also maybe you want to make do for, for somebody else's kids or a family. You can make a difference for a family uh, that, you know, you can make it better for them than what it would have been. And you'll find great, great joy in doing that as well. Amen? So, all of this taken together, seasonal or otherwise, I want to share just a couple of things with you today uh, beyond the loneliness and the loss and missing the past. Uh, you know, what are some things that can help us all the time? But I want us today to just kind of look at it through the lens of the holidays as well. So the first thing I want to share with you is this, resist withdrawal. So all the world's happy and you're not feeling that happy. Maybe you're actually uh, beyond just not happy. You know, there's some sadness, some depression, some real anxiety going on. Resist withdrawal. Come on, everybody read it with me here. Resist withdrawal. So you can resist this because if you don't, this is where it takes you. It takes you into isolation. You withdraw and you isolate. And when you isolate, here's what happens next. You tend to develop self-pity, self-pity. And when you're working with people and helping people, one of the most difficult situations to help people uh, is if they have self-pity. If they have, it's off-putting, and it's very difficult because the, the, you know, your self-voice to yourself when you're in self-pity is very strong, very hard to break. And so another reason to resist all of this, because it takes you into isolation, it takes you into self-pity, hear me, because when you isolate, when you withdraw, when you get into self-pity, guess what? You are exactly where the enemy of your soul wants you to be. And just to spite the devil, that's a good thing to do at Christmas, is just to spite the devil that you don't isolate, that you don't withdraw, that you don't get yourself over into self-pity. Resist the devil. He will flee from you, okay? And, and you have much to do with resisting withdrawal, and I strongly, strongly encourage that. Second would be this, watch your words. Watch your words. Now, my mom, probably as well as your mom, went to mom school. And one of the things they teach at mom school is this. If you can't say anything nice, see what I mean? And so you've got to watch your words. You're in the middle of this most wonderful season of all, and you're just not quite feeling it. You're bored with it. You're tired. You're stressed, whatever it would be. You need to watch your words. Come on, everybody say it again. Watch your words. We've talked a lot about it in this series, and I'm talking specifically about self-talk. Self-talk. It's how you talk to you. It's how you talk about you, and you need to watch your words. There's a progression, could be a digression, but a progression of thoughts, follow this, thoughts, feelings, actions, outcomes. Thoughts, feelings, actions, outcomes. Woven through all of these are your words. So you've got thoughts, and they're kind of woven in with 
with words, feelings, actions, uh, outcomes. We have all that. I, I feel like I'm hula dancing for y'all today. Uh, but you have all of that, and your words are either going to reinforce the progression that you're on, or you can use your words to reroute that progression that's become a digression. So if your thoughts are bad and your feelings are bad, do you know what they call that? Stinking thinking. If you've got that going on uh, and it's going down, woven with words that are impacting your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your outcomes, you can actually use your, your words. Listen, you can talk you into anything. You know what else? You can talk you out of anything. And so use your words to either reinforce it or to reroute uh, this digress- the progression that you're on. And usually where we're happy or disappointed is in our outcomes. And so to change our outcomes, we just think I need to go back and change my actions, my, my decisions. And uh, you've got to go further back than that. You've got to get into your thinking. You've got to get into your feeling and make sure it is laced. Not, we're not just avoiding negative words. We're intentionally using life-giving words. The Proverbs tells us that your words are powerful, that your words give life or they take life away. Words, words kill or words give life. And so let's use our words in the right way. Can I get an amen on that? So re- resist withdrawal. Watch your words, and here's where we're going to spend the rest of our time today, and fix your focus. Come on, say that with me. Fix your focus. You know, we're in such a season, it is so overdone. It's so, and that's our culture. We overdo everything. You know, I watch some of these shows like The Voice and stuff, and, you know, I, I enjoy it some. But the production that they do for somebody singing, what are they going to do at the finals? I mean, it... We, We've got choirs and lions and tigers and bears and lights and smoke. and You know, everything gets so over, over, overdone. And, and, and that's what the world does with Christmas too. And it's just everywhere and everything. And there's so much stuff. And guess what else? It's going to shock you. And there's a whole lot of fluff. There's just a whole lot of stuff has nothing to do with anything that, that is in the middle of all of this. And so what is the problem? It messes with our focus. And sometimes when you know the truth and you see all the fluff, it's like it it can discourage you a little bit. And so what we have to do is also realize, too, that there are great truths, great truths that are in the middle of all that, but they're on auto replay. They're written on everything in cursive and glitter. You know, everybody's singing it. Everybody's saying it. It's posted everywhere. It's on everything coffee mug, your pajamas, everything. It it says it. It's just all over the place. And you can kind of start to miss the depth and start to miss the the clarity that would come with that. And so you've got to fix your focus. You've got to fix your focus. And one of the best ways to do that is to slow down. Everybody say slow down. So let's look at a couple of things very intentionally. Look with me in Luke chapter 2, if you would. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields. Think about every word here. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And you would be too. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to rich people. 
It'd be to who? All people. Keep going. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So Christmas, and don't get all uptight about it's December 25th and don't tell me anything different. There are a lot of historians that think it actually could have happened back in September. Just don't debate people on this. Just realize that there's a day that a Savior came. And we've chosen one. You know what? Let's make it this day. And so we as the whole world have decided let's just celebrate on this day. But don't lose fact, uh, sight of what we're actually focused on, and that is we're celebrating the birth of our Savior. Matter of fact, our definition for Christmas is this. It's the celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. So you need to just slow down, think about this, and get that real clear and keep that before you. I told you on first Wednesday a couple weeks ago, that I have a focused song for me for Christmas, especially for this year. It's God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. We sang it a little bit ago. Would you sing it with me real quick? God rest ye merry gentlemen. Think of every word. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Now, y'all did an awesome job, but here's the focus. It's about comfort and joy. It's about comfort and joy. It's about a Savior came, and that's what he brought to us. Look at Matthew 1, verse 23. Behold the virgin, let me back up on this, Joseph, who was Jesus' earthly father, an angel came to him in his dream and cited the prophecy from Isaiah and said, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Everybody say that. God with us. That's it. That's it. God with us. That's what we're celebrating. And do you know what God with us really means? It really means this, that if God is with us, then you're never alone. And you're never without help. Y'all, that was good news. So I don't care what's going on in your life. I mean, I care. But it does not matter what else is going on in your life so long as you know a Savior came. He's called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. That means God is with me. And if he is with me, then I'm not alone and I'm not without help. So my happiness quotient, my joy level, does not rise and fall on politics And who's in office, who's not in office, who wants to be in, and who's fighting, and who's tweeting, and whatever else. Or what's going to happen with the economy or the market or any of those things. You're going to find in due time, we'll all find in due time, that all the things that that we let hold up our joy and our peace and our comfort in this life are very small players and very small things in the big picture and scheme of things. And here's the big picture This is the tidings of comfort and joy that his name is Emmanuel and he is God with you. So 
Whatever's going on and wherever you would go, that brings comfort and joy. His coming, baby Jesus coming, is all about this. It's about comfort and joy. And comfort and joy is actually help and hope. So all of this is not just about a season. The season is the celebration. And the season points us to the rest. The season points us to a Savior. The season points us to a Savior who is our source. He is our source for everything. In this life and beyond this life, there's my help. There's my hope. And that brings to me and it brings to you once we see it. It brings comfort and joy. And not just for Christmas, but for January and February and for the rest of our lives. There is to be found comfort and joy. That's why I celebrate Christmas, Charlie Brown. It's because a Savior has come. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Come on, give God praise for that this morning. So, you know, mostly we think about Christmas as a season of giving and receiving. But the reality is it's about receiving and giving when we deal with God. So first look at this. Receive the comfort and joy he brings. Well, how do I do that? You do it in your heart. You do it by faith. You just thank him. Faith says thank you. Thank you that you came, Savior. Thank you for the comfort and joy that all that brings. So in your heart, you just receive that. By faith, you just receive that. That what, who he was, who he is, what he came and accomplished, and for his abiding presence, receive comfort and joy. Now watch this next part here. And then bring comfort and joy to others. Bring comfort and joy to others. See, he, he came and, and brought comfort and joy to his people and now he wants his people to bring comfort and joy to others now look look at me for this anything god gives to you brings to you get this is never just for you see anything he brings comfort and joy provision healing whatever it would be anything that god brings to you is never just for you When God brings something to you, he wants it to flow through you. And watch this. When God brings something to you and you let it flow through you, it is increased in you. See, some people say, well, I just can't find any comfort. I can't find any joy. Then either God's a liar or you're missing something. And the reality is you have comfort and joy in the revelation that our Savior is born and all that he has come to bring. You want to feel it? You want it to rise up in you? You want to be really aware of comfort and joy in your life? Let it flow through you. And when you let it flow through you, it will increase in you. And that's God's plan all along. Don't be the dead sea. Don't be the dead end. Let it not only come to you, let it flow through you, and it will increase in you. 
We're to bring comfort and joy. The Bible tells us it's the mark of Christianity. We rejoice with those who rejoice, and we weep with those who weep. Some of you are really great at comfort. Some of you are really great at joy, but make sure you're trying to do both. So I want to encourage you today to just resist withdrawal, stay in the game, stay on the field, find your place, and God will help you. Watch your words. Fix your focus. Don't get confused or cross-eyed with all the stuff that's going on and realize, hey, the season is not all this. The season is the celebration. And the season points us to all the rest, that a Savior has come. And because of all that he's done, he brings comfort and joy to you and I. And let's take that comfort and joy and not only celebrate ourselves, let's pass it on to other people and watch if it does not increase in you as well. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? All right. Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.